sometimes the universe just throws you an alley-oop. You get guided into certain situations. What is up, everybody? Good morning, Trent. How we doing, brother? How we doing, brother? The Mixed Martial Life Podcast. This little switch we made, eh? Episode <laughs> one. So episode, it's, it's episode one. It's growth, everybody. Why don't we tell, you know what? What would be interesting is, why don't we tell everyone how this came about? Take it away, brother. How, like, how, how did we come up with the Mixed Martial Life Podcast? Like, why are we changing that name? Dude, it's, uh, you know, like when you came with, came to me with the idea yesterday and you called me, I was like, damn, we about to get deep in this bitch. <laughs> all the virtues and, and all the life lessons and how like we connect everything through fighting and mixed martial life. I don't think people realize how big martial arts is, you know, in terms of just not fighting, but everything else inside, you know, life, how much yeah. it connects through your world and everything that you do and your mental construct. Like there's so many lessons that can be taught through martial arts. Yeah. 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 You can literally learn how to be better at life yeah. from learning a sport in a sense. It's pretty incredible. You know what they say with your kids? Like you want your kid to be disciplined and just not a bully and a good person and humble and respectful. What do you do with them? You take them and you take them to learn martial arts. Yeah. And that's, that's no other sport does that. All right. Nothing. No ball sport. Maybe, maybe a little bit of order with like, if you, if you're on a team, you learn how to work as a team, respect your teammates, be like on time, I guess, you know, discipline, you know, there's, it's it's not the same. It's not the same as, um, as, when you're learning a craft that is so I, you can really feel how good you are. And not only that is the first thing that happens, you go in there and you get humbled. You suck. You absolutely suck. When you, when you go, (laughs) when you go and play basketball or football and you get on the team or rugby, you, you're probably not going to be the shittest guy. You know, there's a pretty good chance. You're not going to be the shittest guy because it's just what, it is all right and you, you can make are, it purely on athleticism dude if i if i could jump out of the gym i could play any of those sports right now yeah same exactly no? exactly and I, yeah i've been shooting hoops since a little tiny fucking td bopper right <laughs> since forever but whenever you go it, honestly and if someone has something different about this i love to hear your opinion but if whenever you go into the training room and you got to go and Especially jujitsu, yeah. Or jujitsu because you go right into rolling, mm-hmm. and wrestling you go right into wrestling. It's, it's it's pretty evident right away where you're at, and you and you find the first thing that you think <laughs> is holy shit, I am shit at doing whatever this is. I am shit at this, and you almost leave. I, I think it, but it, it it breaks you down a little bit. It takes away your your what what how how you thought you were how you thought you you could defend yourself but you really just thought yeah, that it does break down confidence a the, little bit the, right the first thing that i realized bro i was like fuck like i can't actually fight like <laughs> i've yeah. been ha- i've been having a few i've had a few a lot before actually any there you go any type of conflict that i've had outside of fighting like on the street of and bullshit like immature shit that was all before i started training the second i stopped started training i didn't have i've been i've been a good boy you know what i mean 100 percent. so anyway back to what i was saying when you first ever get on that mat <laughs> you just think man I'm, i can't fight for shit i can't protect myself if i if i needed to like <laughs> if this guy wanted to rape me he, he could do well it rape me there ain't nothing stopping them, bro. Oh, you know, I'm man, done dude. here. And you just, you go, fuck. You go, if I quit, though, I'm going to walk away from this and I'm never going to get better and I'm, I'm always going to be a pussy. You're like, no. And you're mental, <laughs> mentally, you're going to be like, every time, you're going to feel like you're not in a situation where you can defend yourself. You're yeah. at a loss-loss when you quit. And it, it's, um, 
I can tell you what it's done for me too, bro. Like, yeah. And anyway, you get, you get absolutely ravaged and that'll happen for a few years. Okay. There's oh, still, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be controlling the new guys, but there's going to be those high level. Actually, fuck, I've been doing jujitsu like, yeah, eight years now, seven years. And there's still many human beings out there that I roll with them and I just, I just don't have it. I'm just not, I'm just not even fucking close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like Davi and like guys like that, <laughs> like the Khabib characters of the world, you know? Not saying that Davi's on well, there. Davi's probably, he very, woke up, he probably woke up on the Jiu Jitsu mat. Very, 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 very good yeah. at what he does. <laughs> and what he can do to one of us or 99 percent of the population is remarkable is incredible it's fucking yeah. ruthlessly it's crazy bro you know what i mean and so like obviously you'd never want to be in a situation where you're rolling around on the floor with a beast like that but when you you know when you learn um the basics the fundamentals and you get better and you get good at it you got this drive and then you start beating people and then you start enjoying winning and then you start getting better as you're getting good yeah. guys and you can try and call yourself good. That's sort of, yeah. you know, I know what the fuck I'm doing, bro. And like, you know, after that, that long, like obviously you'd fucking hope so. And, um, but what it, it gives you a sense of, I'm going to call it relax, a relaxed state. It gives you a relaxed state and a high high pressure situation. situation yeah because when all these guys like the last like when all these guys start throwing down and these it doesn't happen so much anymore because we're split up because of the vid but probably still happens but you know like stupid street fights and bar fights where they can get dangerous and they get primal and they get fucking crazy and you just i just i just look at it and i just like what are these fucking coons doing yeah. What are these goon, what are these goons doing here? You know these fucking hooligans, and you're like, you know, time slows down. Look at when them. you're in those situations, and I just look at them, watching them panic and and trying to really badly hurt each other, and it just looks fucking horrible. And you're like, you're like, go, and then you're like, this can be the most extreme, fiery part of these guys' lives. Like these guys' fucking hearts are beating out of their chest their adrenaline levels are through the roof you know they're seeing red they're angry and you just kind of like go in there like just knowing full well especially when you learn you know a few other when you're doing a bit of boxing and shit like this you know and you know like i'm safe like whatever yeah. the fuck happens here i'm completely safe there's literally no one on this footpath that could really hurt me really bad unless they got a weapon you know what i mean and you just kind of go in there and you're like hey Hey, you two, if you, if you just want to, you know, split up, go, you know, hey, hey, calm down, calm down, mate. And then they just, <laughs> yeah, yo, he was talking to my girl, you know, You're full of liquor, full of liquor. <laughs> hey, he was talking to my so, girl. Hey, yeah, he spilled my drink. Hey, you guys want to fucking relax? You know, <laughs> you guys want to get arrested? And then they do. They get arrested and they look like, oh, uh, dude. The funniest moments are when like you're you're in the middle of those fights and you're seeing them happen. And yeah. you know, you know how it is when you've been in those those situations, you've been in the bar, <laughs> you've been in the club, and you see your buddies all going hard, and you're kind of just standing there. Like so one of the funniest things that has ever happened was um we you know, we were at the club, right? And yeah. uh, and um, you know, one of my buddies is, is a troublemaker and his brothers are at the club and all his buddies are there and they're all just fighting. So anyways, whatever, like we're, we're, we're having a good time. We're just chilling. And then my buddy comes back in from the outside and he goes, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, bro, some dudes was trying to mess with my brothers. Got in a fight outside. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. Yo, cause he spilled his drink and he didn't want to pay him another one. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo. And this, mind you, this is before this is before I was really like hard training. This is before yeah. I was hard training. This is during the time when I was like dancing and taking a break from from martial arts. Like I hadn't trained since high school. This was in, like second year college. Yeah. 
but just still mature than that. Like still mature. Oh my god, yeah. mature to be like, yo. He's like, yo, man, if you were out there with me, we would have ruined these guys. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I didn't even know you left. I'm fucking going out there with you. You started fights, you dumb shit. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on? And that's like, that's that's in my mindset. I'm like, if I didn't have martial arts from the very beginning, like my brain is programmed now because of martial arts to be like discipline, respect. Yeah. And, as, as, and as cliche as that all sounds, like... Also, I have to I have to give that up to my faith because obviously I'm very religious, so I'm not the type to go out there and start trouble. But if you can start it with me, if don't start, you know, one of my friends says the funny ass quote is, "Don't start something you can't finish." That's the type of person I am. So don't come to me and start something right. if you can't finish it. Like, but you know what I mean, like the consequences. Yeah, you think about you got to go. Anyone who does this sort of dumbass shit, here's some advice: <laughs> go home and take a piece of paper. And write on it, write on that piece of paper, right? I must think about the consequences before I act upon however the fuck I'm feeling. And sellotape that piece of paper on your mirror. (laughs) Or write it on the mirror like 10 times. Write it on the mirror. You know, when you after detention, you used to write the same phrase over and over again. What are the... What are gonna? What are the consequences <laughs> worth my actions? This guy spilled a drink. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna exchange that for a a, a a federal charge. No, not a federal charge, but a. You know what I'll do? I'll go get a criminal record. That's what I'll. Yeah, find. yeah. <laughs> let's 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 taint our criminal records. Let's go get an assault oh. charge, boys. We're on, dude. That's bro. I never used to think about that shit when I was younger. Isn't it crazy how you just mature and you're like fuck like honestly dude like i feel like it all the time like people cut me off in the car and shit and i'm like i'm a fuck oh, yeah oh my god I, like, I'm, I'm like pull your shit over but no nah, i think about it <laughs> i think about it for a second and i'm just like fuck this motherfucker you know what i mean i'm like that idiot like he'll have an accident with someone else i won't sort him out like a, you know i'd think about it i'm like yeah. like I'm not a permanent resident. I don't want to get deported from this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm going to fucking not get deported. Mm, and I'm like, just don't even worry about this fool. And he like, you know, like the other day, I had this dude legit cut me off and then pull the fingers at me. What? And I was like, yo. That happens all the time, though. That happens all the time here. <laughs> but you're like, like, if I cut someone off, Cause I'm not innocent. I've done it before. I usually go like this. Fuck, sorry, mate. You know, and I go, fuck, my bad. I cut you off. You don't cut someone off and then like be the ultimate arsehole and be like, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> can you imagine that in slow mo? Bro, like... bro, <laughs> you just cut me off and then flip me off. <laughs> Did you do something prior to that? A lot of the times, I feel like that's because. Someone yeah. cuts someone else off because they already effed with them. That or they're driving no. too slow. So may- maybe you're driving like a grandma out there. No, bro. <laughs> I'm always 10Ks over the speed limit. You know. Okay, yeah. Well, don't let's not incriminate ourselves on this podcast, yo. Nah, 10Ks. Ten- ob- like here, <laughs> one thing I noticed here, bro, is your speed signs. Your speed signs in Canada, they don't mean shit. Oh, barely. In areas, you go, you go it says 50K. And you motherfuckers are all going 75. And if I go 50K, then everyone's just going to go flying past me. And I honestly notice it. <laughs> but it's just like, I'll go 75 too then. So I'll go with the rest of the cars. And if you see a cop, you're like, I just always think like, well, as long as I'm going the same speed as everyone else, I'm good. Because yeah. if, I go, if I go 50, this guy's, this police officer is going to think I'm high guy. Yeah. I feel like, the, yeah, the rule is like, you got to go at the flow of the traffic and like, yeah, you know, you know, the, the funniest rule. dude, I, one time I almost got fucked though. So, I mean like with traffic, so no one was on the street and it's a highway coming home in Coquitlam, right? It's about 70 K. I'm tired as hell, dude. It was in college journalism school, bro. I was, I was done like eight o'clock. I was driving home. It was like eight 45. And I'm like, yo, I've been here since 6 AM at school. Like, I just want to get home and sleep. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
like wheezing lights and all that shit. I'm like, oh God. And it was the first, I think it was the first time. Actually, no, that's maybe the second or third time I got pulled over. Oh my God. I was so scared. I was like, what did I do, bro? Police officer comes up to me. He's like, do you know what I pulled you over, sir? Uh, I have no clue, sir. I'm just coming home from school. You were going 110 kilometers on the 70 zone. I was going 40 Ks above. And usually that means like a pretty huge fine or sometimes you can get a suspension. I kid you not. He takes my license. I wait there for 10 minutes. Mind you, I was also on the phone with my with my ex-girlfriend at the time. So we were just talking while I was driving home. So I'm mindlessly driving. Nobody's on the street. And this is a Friday night. And, you know, after... After the, the officer takes my thing, you know, as soon as he pulled me over, I hung up the phone because I'm like, damn, did he pull me over because I was on the phone? But how could he see my phone is down there? He comes back and he goes, all right, just slow down next time, buddy. Off you go. I'm like, oh, yeah, you didn't get a <laughs> ticket. But the fear, the fear that I had that day nah, to this the- day reflects and that I will never drive 40 kilometers the- over the speed limit the- ever again. The, the traffic police and the way they police speeding back home and in australia australia is probably it's worse for the cameras but you're real likely to get pulled over in new zealand like you can't speed there bro Are you guys you driving can't... on the left side yeah bro new zealand australia yeah and then the rest of europe is on the left side you're pretty much the rest of the world brother <laughs> so we're nah, a so flip. america we're, we're america, the only ones on the right side well asia nah. too is on, the, on, on china's on the left side I don't know. I went to, on the right side. I went to Vanuatu. It was on the right side, so that's like Pacific Islands still. And then yeah. I think, I think, I think Japan's on the left side. Yeah, Japan's on the left side. What about China? China's probably on the left yeah, side. Yeah, Hong Kong's on the left side. Thailand's on the left side. But anyway, you can't get away with speeding in New Zealand. You get fucking. Well, you can, but I get. I think we like culturally we drive a bit more reckless, reckless than you say, eh? like. As oh, young, probably. As as and we just we just drive a bit more recklessly, so there's a bit yeah. like a lot more. There's a lot more traffic um, buildups, death. Yeah, death. Yeah, this is probably lot probably yeah. a lot more people die in accidents over there. So they Bro, just pollute a lot more. But there's like this. There's this weird thing with driving in different places. Like I, when I went to the Philippines for the first time, there is absolutely no traffic control nah, there. They're savages. But. It's like everybody knows where to fit, knows when to <laughs> yeah. go, and knows when to move. Yeah, New Zealand's not like that. New Zealand's it, more, it's more ordered, but there's just like more fuckwits too. So <laughs> they just yeah, yeah. drive like there's, there's just like that 20% that just drive like fucking idiots all the time, and then everyone else knows what's going on. Okay, well, let's be honest. Still like, here too, though. If you're going, and, <laughs> yeah. let's be real, right? Like, ha- like half of the drivers here are so dumb. And there's there's like a there's like a people ours are like young aggressive men with their fucking there's a big like tuna car scene out there right with their Lamborghinis with the N nah there's like drifting (laughs) and shit like Nissans like Japanese cars as well oh dude oh man heaps of them heaps of them that's why I have a Subaru man freak I love I love the, the the Japanese cars bro but um anyway yeah so like there's you can't speed because there's speed cameras everywhere. Yeah, but it's really just to make money in Australia. That like you, bro, you, you fucking you drive at the speed limit all day, all day, and then for oh, one little bit, for one that. little bit, you would like speed past the fucking speed limit, and it'll be like, like got your ass. Like, your cameras, eh? Yeah, everywhere, yeah. and you just speed yeah. one little bit, and it's like, and it'll be two hundred bucks. Hell no, bro, I can't drive the speed limit. There's no I way I can survive driving get, there. Sometimes like, when I first got there, I got like three a week. I was like, fuck. Three weeks suspension? <laughs> no, no, three, like three fucking speeding fines in a week. Oh. Just, and I was like, that, re- that literally, because everyone's told you that, bro, there's speed cameras everywhere here. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then Trying you're to test like, it out, right? You're literally, no, you literally find out that they're actually everywhere. Like every highway you go on, there's a speed camera. You know what I mean? Every single one. Is that because of the traffic so built up over there? It's really bad I think over it's, there. I think it's with the government making money, brother. I think they're being greedy. I think that's what they're doing. Oh, what else is new, though? I mean, our government definitely does that as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like, come on, what government in some way or form is not corrupt? Well, bro, I was thinking about that this morning because I'm watching that Justin Trudeau. 
and the motherfucker doesn't even speak English. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he, oh, he does, but he speaks. But he's he's just bilingual. He wasn't on. The, he wasn't on the news this morning. He was speaking straight like, up French, eh? And I'm like, yo, aren't we in the Commonwealth here, bro? I'm not clued up on Canadian history at all. Oh, I don't okay? remember any of I don't, it. But people were like, well, why don't you know about Canada history? And I'm like, go, tell me what Waitangi Day is. <laughs> and no one. <laughs> No one's had the answer here, not in Canada. Nah, bro. So, fuck. fuck. Can I, yeah. I, just, I don't remember so any of the Canada's history. I'm watching the news and I'm like, how you even, like, they could literally, they're trying, he's a French guy trying to get me to take injections. <laughs> fuck off with that shit. And then they're saying, bro, they're saying, you're not allowed to fly anywhere now without getting one of these the vaccines. Yeah. And now they're going to be saying for essential workers, if you're going to be working in a job that's essential, you have to be vaccinated or else they're not going to give you your damn job. It's like, hold up. So, so <laughs> in order to be a, work in this supermarket, I've got to get an injection. A fucking government <laughs> enforced <laughs> vaccination. Well, I'm, mate, I'm going to be honest. Are you an anti-vaxxer? I'm not. Hell yeah. I'm not even. Really? I'm not even in the risk zone. That's what I'm talking about. Are you an anti-vaxxer? Really? I'm being real right now. You cannot tell me that this shit ain't fishy. This shit is fishy. Okay. So I'm pulling out my Eddie Bravo hat right now. Oh my God. Here. I knew it. I knew you're going to come with these theories. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I I am very much on the vaccination, but I think. Learn and anything in 2021, 2020. Did you not learn anything? Well, you know what, what I learned? What is it going to teach that, me to not take a vaccination of a whole pandemic? Bro, listen, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. When Alex Jones started talking about Pizzagate, everyone was like, this motherfucker's crazy. And then all these people talking about these islands where government fucking officials and presidents are flying to this island and having fucking underage sex with these kids that they literally are human trafficking yeah now sir you wouldn't have believed me if i told you that shit and no one believed fucking alex jones they're all like alex jones is crazy but he was right okay and then we like there's so many different conspiracies that i could literally just go on a round on and be like hey didn't we find out in 2020 that, that was true and motherfuckers went to prison for that shit and then that guy randomly died in his cell when the video cameras were taken away and the guards were like on lunch or some shit or like wasn't he on some kind of suicide watch like he obviously knew some shit and people shut his ass up and that's why the most credible voice on the planet, Joe Rogan, <laughs> was Adam posting for about yeah, yeah. months on end and being like, yo, Epstein didn't kill himself. So I'm not going to, this isn't going to be a conspiracy podcast, people, but this is going to be an honest one. So yeah, I am an anti-vaxxer. And because God damn it. I don't know what the fuck is in there, bro. And I don't trust them. Okay. I have trouble trusting. You have mad trust issues, man. I have mad Bro, because they've come on now. Come on, we're living well, in the I middle mean, of a conspiracy well, right we're now. Li- we're living in a we're living in a whole world Bro, where there's a lot of reasons to, to distrust. Listen to me, dude. Did <laughs> did this shit not come from a lab? Did we? Know. Did we not get to the point where we fucking figured out that the idea of the fucking bat? <laughs> A bat getting it with uh, what was it? Well, it's what, definitely what? some exotic animal that you're not supposed to be eating. So the bat we so we're saying we got this from bat meat, all right? But from the Chinese markets. But then I'm pretty damn sure that about four or five months into the coronavirus pandemic, that there was a dozen more high high level scientists that openly spoke out about it being from a lab that this shit was man-made yeah were they trying to develop it or something and you look and then you look for the reason why some motherfucker would make this shit and then you go well they're gonna need a motive well what's the motive donald trump just like a few months earlier 
done a huge like global trading deal with the Chinese. And the motherfucker's a good businessman. He might be a weird asshole, but he's a good businessman. And he done business with China and he shafted them, bro. He shafted them. So <laughs> Donald Trump shafted the Chinese. The Chinese made up some bullshit story about how a that is true. They food did. in Wuhan. Yeah. And they made the they, shit. They made a cover up story. Yeah. In the fucking Wuhan laboratory. And they knew that. Bro, there was people dying on the street. They inserted fear into our media like crazy. No one died on the street here. No one just, remember that? And they were rolling around in those trucks, just spraying everything, inserting fear in our ass. And the media yeah, there's certainly some up. fear mongering for I'm sure. I'm still going. I'm still going, Ruben. I'm on a rant here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you that. <gasps> they inserted fear and it all has to do with that trade deal and then what happened um a few months on to the economy in the united states it is fucked brother it is completely shafted they shit all over them that was the that wasn't that's like warfare in a sense but with money and media tactics and creating viruses Dude, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Let me let me say it from someone who's very much a radical leftist. There's what's, what a radical what a radical leftist. I thought you drive on the right side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I drive on the right side, but I think with my left. But anyways, yeah. that's the stupidest quote I've ever made. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm very much on. The boat of getting a vaccination because I don't think at the end, and can hang out with me, dog. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you still love me, even if I did everything complete opposite of you. <laughs> you have to think about what, it. Vac- have that vaccination, you won't, you don't want to have kids because, the oh my god, I don't listen. I'm telling you, dog. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very, telling you, all in there, Jones, baby. I'm Here. telling you. <laughs> Oh God, Alex! These motherfuckers. <laughs> where where did we go? <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm like, obviously, <clears throat> let's not kid ourselves and act like the pandemic is not real, though, right? There have been plenty of people that oh, have it's died. Fucking real, yeah. Because they put that shit, and they made a real life fucking thing in a in a. a... <laughs> well, it's certain. Well, listen, it's certainly fishy. It's certainly fishy with how with how many companies are developing a vaccine. Dude, and then, you know what else is fishy? What's up? 9-11 is fishy, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> nah. Oh. We could uh, we could go in and go on about this all day. Because that that'll be an episode for But no, but listen, I think this is a place where you can be as open and honest as possible about you how about you feel stuff. <laughs> uh and all you know is I'm I'm gonna sit here and look at you in complete disbelief <laughs> because listen i'll I look at it as <clears throat> i'm very much a, a simple simpler simpler man i guess in mindset simple like guy. i'm a simple guy people are dying i'll take the vaccine because i don't want to die that's all i want to know that's all that's you know that's all it right. that's it oh, well, you know how I'm, I'm gonna listen to joe rogan podcast <laughs> all right that's oh that's what I listen to, and that's where I get my information. <clears throat> but from. I think, but this is interesting because and from the you, credible motherfuckers too. Yeah. You and you and me have different mindsets on things, so I think well, the way we approach things is always going to be so different. That's why this is an interesting conversation because you could talk about why you don't want to take the vaccine, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to take the vaccine. We are complete right. different, two different ends. But I think that's what makes this partnership so beautiful. <laughs> right. Well. Why don't we just talk about some fights or something? Why don't well, we talk about... I hear there's a little fight card this weekend. I heard it's I bullshit. It's, I don't think it's good. <laughs> I think UFC 259 is a complete flop. Um, can I... And can it's I... like... It's, gonna, it's got a few champs on there, right? It's pretty big, right? <laughs> I, I've wanted to say something about Izzy for a really long time. I thought... Uh, I already knew... I don't, maybe you agree with me, but I already knew Israel Adesanya was going to be a star after his fight with Kelvin Gastelum. 
whatever happens this Saturday doesn't tell me anything new about Izzy in the sense that he's not going to be like a star or anything like that. I'm just, I, I, this is something I just want to say for a really long time. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper. All right. Because that's pro the, so that's your first, would would you say that's your first realization that he was going to be a star? Well, because that was my first true exposure to watching the guy. Oh, okay. Right. You know, well, to, to really following him. Obviously, yeah. we've we've seen the fights with Brunson and all because, you know, but you know, he was he was pretty big even prior to the UFC. Yeah, when like, he was doing kickboxing in New Zealand. Dana eh? uh, he he was doing kickboxing in China. Mm-hmm. So it was huge in China. He he um they put him there in China kickboxing to be a journeyman to have the Chinese guys looking really good and whooping this skinny black guy's ass from New Zealand and it kind of backfired on them and he fucked them all up and then they loved him and they called him the black Kiwi and he was the last style bender and the Chinese have been fans of this man for ages probably even more than New Zealanders to be honest bro because I didn't me I didn't really find out who he was until <clears throat> He fought in Perth, and I was living in Perth at the time, and um, I didn't know who he was, but I was knew there was a lot of hype around him, and I seen him on the card, so I looked into it, and I was like, "Fuck, this cunt's a gangster ass kickboxer." You know, I wasn't that deeply hardcore, and one of my friends actually that I played touch with, uh, you played play touch with your friends, touch butt in the park. Now, <laughs> shout out to nah, touch rugby, right? I'm shout kidding. I'm Kathy. kidding. Shout out to KB. I see his Snapchat, my my boy that I play touch rugby with, and he's cruising down the street with Israel Adesanya. And I'm like, these guys are boys from back home. My boys is with his boys. And I was like, we got mutual boys. So me and Izzy are fucking like this, bro. But anyway, <laughs> he's my cousin. No, I'm just joking. But for real. And I was like, that's the first time I've seen him. I was like, So what? your cousin was Connor and Izzy? Damn. Yeah, bro. <laughs> The biggest stars in the sport, eh? Crazy. <laughs> nah, Crazy. so for real, yeah. Kabir, his name is. Indian <laughs> kid. Anyway, and Israel wasn't that big then. Like, it, well, he wasn't even in the UFC. Hasn't, he hadn't even fought Rob. And then um, there was a Hex fight on. And that's one that... Um, oh, this might have been actually a different time. I've seen him at the Hex fights too. I've seen him twice. But yeah, and then I did my research. And I looked him up and I was like, fuck, this cunt's already huge. He's already got a huge following. He's already a huge combat sport athlete presence. And that's when the birth of CKB on a global scale was born. You know what I mean? When they when they let Izzy out and he beat up Rob and he didn't he didn't even rate his own performance. But quickly after that, I believe he fought Brad Tavares. And I was in Bali when he fought him. And that was a five-round main event on a fight night. So his first fight, Rob Wilkinson. Yeah. TKO'd him. Second night, second fight main event was, I think it was either, I'm pretty sure it was Brad Tavares. And then he fought Marvin Fittori. Yeah. And then he fought. Was it not Brunson after that? Brunson. Yeah. And then he fought Calvin. And then he fought Rob. And then he fought Yoel Romero. And then he fought drunken Paul Acosta. So. <laughs> Paul Acosta no. can go. Yo. <clears throat> anyway. First of all, first, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. On a tangent, on a tangent, Paul Acosta is probably the most sorry, that gave this most sorriest excuse the, for a man. Bitchiest botch, bitch out. Now, Betty's on so much steroids. That is, that is. Well, that, like, wanna, that that is I don't a dude. Be too negative. I don't want to be too. Negative. Yeah, I know, but I just I need to say this because like he's out we're here trying about, to. He's trying to talk like. About, let's talk about Israel for a bit. Fine, right? fine, fine. He's just. Dude. I'm sorry. I just need to say the one thing. He's trying to justify his loss against Izzy. I have to say that that is the most sorry excuse for, like mas- masculine pride. Like just, yo yo eat just eat the ego up. You lost. Go back to the drawing yeah. board. You and get better, but no, he goes back to the. I don't like his coach either. I don't like any of those guys, but I don't want to be too negative. I think they're all, um, they'll never be great. 
they'll never be great. They're not great. Yeah, should it? That's it. And yeah, and you're done. And Rob Robert Whitaker's gonna fuck him up too. I should hope so. too. But back to Izzy, dude, the man had a presence instantly. Oh star yeah. factor. Huge personality. Massively like has the fucking X factor, bro. You know, and everything that he does too. And then I wasn't honestly, I was not a fan, like a huge fan until till after he beat Rob. I knew who he was. I'd even been a, been around him a bit, like at the at the hex fights, and I I didn't ask for a photo or nothing like that. I wasn't like a fanboy as of yet. Mm-hmm. And to me, I got this vibe-ish from him that he was just trying a little hard. You know what I mean? You're just trying a little bit hard, little bit, little bit of cringe in there. I don't know if it's wait who is he? <clears throat> yeah, but this was this was my this was my sorry ass being like fuck this guy. You know you fuck. You know what I mean? Like fuck the hype train. You know that's the, yeah yeah that, yeah that automatic thing that we do because we're bitches. But when he beat Rob and he said what he was gonna do. And then he backed it up in exceptional fashion. That's incredible. I was like, fuck, how can you not like this motherfucker? Yeah. I was like, I took my fan ass back to the drawing board and was like, shit. Maybe everything he's saying wasn't that cringy and he was just right. And he really is the duck's nuts. And he's got the goods. And he hasn't looked. Kelvin put him in a uh, place of adversity, but. Yes. Dude. That yeah. fighter that fought Calvin is not the same fighter that's fighting Yarn this weekend. Those that no. man has his ability has 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 is skyrocketed. His ability is incredible now. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like I kind of broke it down last week. What he's gonna do to Yarn a little bit with the <coughs> and and I've looked into it a little bit further, but I I think it's gonna be pretty. I think it's going to be pretty easy, bro. I think it's going to be pretty easy for him. You know, I really do. And it's a big, ballsy move, too. Like, fuck, I might eat my words here. Yeah, you know, it's still Jan. Still, Jan Blokovic is no no slouch, right? So, I mean. Do you think you said something like, I think it's going to be a head kick or something like that? And I I think you're like, I can see that happening for sure, bro. Like, 100%. And he said something in his documentary. I oh, know not his documentary, his interview. Like, I'm going to be showing off on this one. I'm going to show off on this he's one. He's going to have all the tools. Like, I think, like, he's got one of those 360 kick finishes in kickboxing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he might do some Taekwondo shit and kick him in oh, the head. Dude, I would love to see, like, a nice tornado kick or something. Yeah, something <clears> like <throat> that, you know? And just because these bigger guys are so much slower, but shit, I could be wrong. But my prediction and your prediction is equally that. Um, Israel was going to get the finish and I also saw that on if you look on Israel's Instagram there's a triple your money bet if you throw a finish so triple your winnings if Israel finishes if you fi- if you pick Israel to finish yarn it's, it's triple your winnings and I think the website is stake.com shout out to stake Israel Yo, <clears throat> can, I, can I get deep on on that because hell yeah You you, see, like you listen to all these guys talk about the outcomes and results, and like there's so many instances that I can reference, like in sports and basketball. The power of belief. Draymond Green saying that, oh, last year, two years ago, against in the NBA Finals against the Raptors, yeah, we're gonna go back home. We're gonna win Game Four. We're gonna win Game Five, and then we're gonna win championship. Nah, you lost. But then there's guys like Conor McGregor who can predict the specific time, the day, how where, why, and it happens. In some ways, I feel like some of these guys that have the confidence and the belief to call out what their outcome is going to be have to be super confident, yeah, incredible belief, yeah, working incredibly hard to believe the fact that they can get it done. But I feel like those that do look ahead and say and and predict an outcome and feel so strongly about it to put it out there especially the way izzy has i feel like you have to be a little bit delusional 
you have to be. I feel like you have to be a little bit delusional. Um, and there's delu- and that's you- not well, I mean in the way that delusional that you just yeah. you don't give a damn about what the world thinks. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you up on that, brother, because I do feel like delusional is the wrong word. Because delusional So what's the right word? Because you have to be in some ways crazy or out of your mind. Symptom as mental disorder. Uh, delusional is schizophrenic or paranoia. That's what this is saying. So delusional is basically seeing something that does not exist or is mistaken for an identity. So delusional is seeing something that is not true or something. But I see this. But guys it's not. It's not yet. On the, it's on not the yet. Spe- it's true that there must be on the spectrum of delusional. But they're the they. <clears throat> it's that think. Think, think rich, grow rich, bro. You know, that's oh, yeah. what it is. These guys are just envisioning. It's also the, they have, when you have um, a goal and a path that has steps and there is also, um, there's also, what am I going to, how do you call it? A system. There's also a system in place on how you get to that goal with going through your tasks. And if you follow the system correctly, then you're going to always hit the goal. If you follow the system correctly, if you are the discipline that you know you need to be, if you are the dietary that you know you need to be doing, if you're drinking the right amount of water, if you are training at the right time with the right tools, consistently sleeping the right amount doing your breath work doing your meditation doing your visualization finding every little cheat code that you can that's going to help open up your body open up your mind you see the guys touching the lights and shit now like everybody is doing that but first one person was doing that you have to be an innovator you know what i mean you have to be changing the way that you perform in a a crazy small amount of time you have to be the most efficient human being in the system all right and occasionally the system you lose one might knock you down but if you have faith in your belief goes back to that thing you can see that failure as an opportunity for progress it's the adversity is 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 where the most growth happens so the system is like if you're one of those believers believers bro uh, uh, it won't fail you yeah that's I mean? like, yeah at the end of the day like look at what connor's done and what he said he was gonna do and he hasn't even won all of his fights he hasn't yeah. been victorious the whole time he hasn't because he completely understands that fighting is about 50 percent of what his yeah of what his goal was based around because a lot of his goal was based around money but that translates to anything though you know what i mean yeah you don't always have full control in anything that you do nah never you never you don't have any control the more you try and control it the less control you have true control is being able to step away and have confidence and belief in your system and you don't care no matter what happens, I have a bounce back. I see failure as an opportunity. That's the best way to be, bro. The reason why I bring this up is the relevance to me is I've only been so confident that of a result, whether it's been sparring in the gym or playing basketball, getting a job, when everyone else knew that this was going to happen. So the, you needed other people to believe in your it's goal. Not, in it's not, it's not that I needed other people. It's the mental oh. construct of like, because I, I, I'd like to think that in some ways I am confident in myself, but we all have insecurities. And one of the things that always, that always thought about in my mind was, man, I could never sit here and say for anybody else that we're going to get this done. It was always... Oh, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get this win. Yeah, because like that team's not that good. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, you always have a reason for uh, victory, and the bigger the reason is, or it's almost like the less that your belief is in a weird sense. If you get yeah, yourself, no, totally. 
but that's that's the thing it's like you don't feel like i don't feel necessarily that my belief isn't as strong in myself but it's certainly not as high as those those level of athletes and those levels of success yeah but you can you gotta you gotta understand you look at certain people like goggins david goggins and shit like that it's all all that power of belief shit it's all in your mind yeah and your Mm -hmm. mind is simply just a muscle and if you can work your muscle you're going to get a greater mind so it's not like oh i'm fucking 25 years old and i've never believed in shit that doesn't have to happen forever you can literally go and work on that muscle by fucking reading books shit go see a therapist you know what i mean go hang out with some different people strengthen this muscle and like my missus said to me yesterday, she's like, I think like good things are going to start happening for you. And bada bing, bada boom, but people are reaching out to me. They want to, you know, this, this thing's happening. And it's, it is. And it's like, it's almost manifesting that energy in yourself. That's yeah. exactly what it is, brother. And these guys are experts at manifesting shit. That's what they are. I you feel know, like it pulls they, a presence. You start to gain an aura around you. Yeah. It's there's an aura energy, around you. Bro. People want to be around you. People want to work with you. People want to collaborate with you. And that's where that good energy comes from in belief. Because Mm -hmm. if I was, think about this. If I came to you with energy with like, yeah, we should do something. I feel like a podcast would be fun as an example. Or if I came to you, it was like, yo, mate, the way that I approached you was, yo, I feel like we could do something dope. And And that's a belief. And we did. But if I came to you and said, man, yo, like, we should try this out. Like, you know, it would be a full, cool little thing we could do on the side. Yeah, like, Nah, the universe threw us an alley-oop because I've been thinking it for a long time, too. In fact, I've been manifesting it. You know you what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm, I, I thought one day I'm going to have a podcast, bro. I'm the most, as you know, shit person with technology. I'm the worst at putting anything on a computer. I can't do shit, right? <laughs> I'm fucking like technically what's the word that I'm like see, I can't, I'm just technologically retarded. <laughs> I just suck with that shit. And I was like I didn't don't know how to do anything like you know what I mean and here I am. I got the fucking lighting. I got the mic. I'm with you. It's all getting clipped up. This shit is actually the wheel is rolling in the direction that we want it to roll. Bro. Yeah. And I didn't Sometimes the universe just throws you an alley-oop. You get guided into certain situations. And it's fucking remarkable, bro. Because if you just think about something enough, like if you are th- consistently having thoughts, this is one thing that a lot of guys do. And I'm going to challenge them to do something. If you are consistently thinking about your walkout when you compete, this is what a lot of young guys do. They want to be a fighter. They've never done it. And they consistently think about their walkout. Sir, if you consistently think about that long enough, I guarantee you that's going to happen. Okay? But what you want to be envisioning and manifesting and really focusing on is the outcome of that competition. Yeah. And the the performance itself. Yes, think about the walkout. Because that there, when you think about that, That'll calm your nerves because you know for a fact that you can do this and you have done it a million times in your head. You hear these guys, Conor McGregor, Israel, all that shit, talk about this all the time. Yeah. I've done it a million times. I'm just walking out. But yeah, if I can give any advice, just think about after the walkout more because the result is more important and your nerves will be through the fucking roof when you're in that position of time to go. So maybe do that a hundred thousand million times, you know, and everything in a situation where it almost becomes real. Yes. Yes. And just get deep with yourself and your thoughts and your belief. And that belief will come from training. And I see visualization as a part of training. You can do it anywhere. If you're a guy that has ice baths, do it there. If you're a guy that goes for runs, do it there. If you're a guy that likes to lay on his back and do his breathing techniques, do it there. You know, you can't tell me that you don't have the time to visualize. If you're a shadow boxer, you like shadow boxing a lot, visualize visualize the entire time. Just a blank body. It doesn't need to be features. It doesn't need to be race. It doesn't need to be a certain person. 
just do it. All right. You want to be a race car driver? Visualize. Put yourself in the car. Put but that's why was... yourself in the car. Yeah, that's why I was saying, like, obviously delusional is the wrong word, but it's almost, yeah, you visualize yourself and you, you play that, it, brother. yeah, you manifest it, you put it in your mind, because quite frankly, right, when you put it in your mind, in reality, in this current step, it's not happening, but the fact that you can train your brain and put yourself in a situation to feel like you've been there so many times, that's it, it's it's none Excellent. other than it's completely different than saying, yeah, I experienced it. I did it so many times. It's your brain telling you this is what it's going to be again. like. Here we go again. And, this, yeah. and then, and it's just, this is what I envision it to be like. And so now I know what to fall back on. My brain oh, is yeah. telling me this. And that's why, but, that's why they're the mental construct of a lot of people. Yeah. And the reason why, cause you know, listen, one of the, one of this is one of the things that I learned over the past year. Someone who works so much harder, for example, and I don't mean to say this to anyone because, you know, my lady works two jobs, but someone that works two jobs, they've never heard someone that's worked two jobs much richer than the person who only works four hours a week. And the well, current state. And obviously there's a different, but what I mean to say is that. Yeah, 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 is, I do. I, I agree. But I think what you're doing when you work for somebody else, you're selling your time to someone else so when you work for someone else you're selling your time to them it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing you're their service so what they're doing is they're taking away your time where you can be creative for yourself or you can get time to do those things if you're working two jobs bro tell me how the fuck you're going to be shadow boxing running skipping training doing your breath work doing your ice baths, doing your visualization all the time, doing the hours that it takes of just getting in shape in general to get towards a goal that you want to achieve. If you're working two jobs, bro, that's a, that's a tough ask. If you're working two jobs, you'll be lucky to get in lift weights three times a week. Yeah. Right? Well, we went for a piss. So we're back. But <laughs> we didn't talk too much about UFC 259. This is still a fully fledged mixed martial life podcast. podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead. You know, I think we're just going to rattle off some picks and our reasons why. Finish it off. And uh, I'm going to go with Israel. Yeah. And my reasons why I've been going on about them for days, but I just think he's better. I think he moves better. I think he strikes way better. I think his fight IQ is far superior. I think his ability to deal with that pressure is quite clear that he, he doesn't lack anything in that area of the game. I think he's the most advanced striker in UFC history. Oh, for fucking show. The most advanced footwork too. And his ability to be mobile in that small cage, I think he's going to be just fine. I don't think he's going to get trapped too much. I think he's performed in it before. I believe the Yoel Romero fight was in a smaller cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even the fucking, I think the, was the Paula Costa one in a small cage? I don't know. No, that was Fight Island. So that one was on a... Oh, actually, maybe it was. No, no, no. No, Who it knows? wasn't. But anyway, Apex just, cage is a lot smaller. I just don't think he's concerned about the size of the cage because it is in a smaller cage. I just think he's just so confident in his ability. He knows how the fuck to get out of the way. Yeah. He knows how to be in space. He knows how to move his body to get it to do what it wants to do. And I think he's going to be victorious. And I, and I, and I like Jan, but... He's gonna need a he's gonna need a lucky shot or something that he can get through, and it, and it is very possible that he does get it done, but it's just not looking good. I'd say is he's a good favorite for a good reason, and I I'm gonna go with him and I say a late third round TKO. I think as soon as Yarn starts to slow down, Israel will start putting it on him. Yeah, I share all the same now, sentiments. The only thing I want to say on top of that is probably. Um, you know, bigger guys, Israel said it, a bigger guy is going to lack in speed and athleticism. They're just slower. Yeah. They're just slower. Uh, he might be more powerful, but it's not like Izzy hasn't faced anyone that size before, especially in his kickboxing Absolutely. career, as you said before. He's faced big punchers. He's faced look at big his, dudes. Look at Paul Acosta. He's fucking monster. And look at what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, even if you talk about strikers, like, I mean, 
Robert Whitaker and, and Kelvin Gaslam are some of the best and fast hands, like mm-hmm. but great punching big, power. But big you know, fought like Yoel Romero. Like it doesn't yeah. like Yoel Romero. That's a two hundred five. <laughs> that boy is probably bigger than fucking um. Jan. He's probably bigger than Jan. I would say he is. He's a lot he's more athletic too. Definitely a lot more threatening. He's way faster. Yeah. He's just got those that danger is for a lesser period of time because he's exploding into his attacks, right? Yeah. Whereas Jan is a bit more consistent, but he's not as uh, devastating as Yoel. Right? Yeah. And moving down, Aljamain versus Piotr Jan. Now, this fight, I think, is the closest one. I think matchup-wise, I think these two guys match up almost perfectly for each other. Aljamain's probably got the wrestling advantage, um, and I would say Piotr Jan's probably better on the feet. He's probably got the striking advantage. I'd say the yeah. jiu-jitsu um, is probably going to say Aljo, but at the same time, Piotr Jan's scrambling yeah. is the best in the division. His yeah. his ability to get out of positions and his ability to defend takedowns and his ability to wrestle himself defensively yeah. is the best in the division. And just his hand speed and his power is he, he he's a, he's a beast and technically he's better on the feet. So I think I this think, will be the fight in the night. I I think I don't know who's gonna take it. Um, but I'm I was literally I was saying not that long ago that I was saying Aljo. No, but you I don't think know. I think I'm fifty fifty. Mm. I think right now I'm fifty fifty. I really don't know. I think those I think we've underestimated how good Pediana is. is. And I've I've seen a fire in him. I've seen a fire in him, bro, that I just think that he is Making him the champion has not made him slow down at all. It's made him pick his shit up. He has turned his training up. He is training hard. Yeah. More than ever before now. And I think I just seen that in him a little bit on the embeddeds and that. Yeah, I saw that too. And just his interviews with his demeanor. And he's a he's confident. tough little savage, bro. He's confident in his abilities, right? And so, oh, he's so confidence confident. is always, confidence is a superpower. <clears throat> And like, I I just I don't here I don't want to be negative again, but I'm going to be honest and real. And my honest beliefs is the guys that come from New York, and that Ray Longo team. If they hate Leader, mate, I just don't think they're as good as the best in the world is, in 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 a sense of. I don't think that if they was that team was to get a champion, I don't believe that they would get a champion for very long. They're not a dominant world-beating team, and that's just the fucking way I see it. Okay, um, that those guys like Ally Aquinta, underperforming guy, just technically not the best, and how you can't fix those technical realities is is beyond me. Is is not world class coaching. Like the guy has his chin all the way out. He has his front leg all the way out. He has all of his weight on his front leg. His fuck, he done very well against Khabib, and I think he fought over his ability. But when you watched him fight Dan Hooker, it was just like, mate, just literally jabbed him in the head and kicked him in the leg. His yeah. chin sticking out, jab him in the head, kick him in the leg, move, start again, jab him in the head, kick him in the leg. And it's like, if you cannot adjust and you're going to get beaten with two shots or two strikes, mostly like, what the fuck are your coaches doing, bro? Like, I'm sorry. I have to say that, but it is what it is. The dude is just an underperformer. And like, even Chris Weidman, when was the last time we saw Chris Weidman do something? There was so much potential behind behind Chris Weidman and what he could do. And he he did, he beat Anderson Silva with a lucky punch. He was a champion by a luck. And how many times did he defend? So, yeah. So, and like, when have we, he's, he's never done something crazy, exceptional, like a rock hold or even a Bisping. You know what I mean? Like, 
Those guys are good. They're fucking good. They have tough, tough dudes. Yeah. Their area has tough, tough dudes. But the game planning, the guys that are, are the real technical geeks and the insides of the abs of the sport are going to be the ones that take it away every single time. Yeah. And I just think that... um, It's innovation, that, right? That, it's, it's, yeah, it's that's innovation. it. That Russian devastation I, of Piotr Jan, and he worked in Thailand. Like, at one point, Brad yeah. Riddell was his coach. So, like, I just think that he's going to be exceptional. I really... Like, so I am still 50-50 because I know how good Aljo is. Yeah. But I think that Piotr Jan might get him, Brian. I think he might be... He might finish him. Now, if we as we move down down the list, what are your thoughts on that? You're 50-50? Oh. Well, I mean, I, I am 50-50 because Piotr Jan is really dangerous. I think we had some recency bias with... Yeah, he fought Josie Aldo, right? And and you're kind of like, mm, well, Josie Aldo's definitely not in his prime, but it's still Josie he Aldo. Finished him. He finished yeah. him too. Yeah. And it's um, Josie title fight Aldo. You know, he 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 worked hard. Well, that it was awesome. Like jo- Josie looked yeah. good in that fight too, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I I would like to see Aljo win just because I've liked who he is and his personality and yeah. what kind of fighter he is. Um. But yeah, pretty much mirror the exact same things. After watching the embedded and watching more about Piotr Jan and what he can do, and I watched the Aldo fight again. Yeah. And Piotr Jan is dangerous. And like we said, every fight starts on the feet, and his ability to defend and be the ability to scramble when he's in tough positions. Um, it negates a lot of the things, not negates necessarily because we don't know how you know what that matchup will look like at the end of the day. But when you can negate or feel like you have a defense for some of the the best parts of the opposing of the opposition, mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. When you feel like you're so confident and you have the ability to stop what they're so good at, he might be able to neutralize what Aljo does so well. Um, that's why I'm 50-50, but I would like to see Aljo win just because I'm a fan of the guy, you yeah, know? Fair enough. And as we move down, we have the Lioness versus Megan Anderson. Now, oh, this is a tough one. Well, I'm going to, the, the, if you want to win some money and you want to risk some money, I'm not sure if you're going to win, but Megan Anderson is paying $7.80 for the dollar. So if you put $10 down, you will win $70 if she wins. It's actually, no, you won't. You win $78. If you put $10 down, you will win $78 if she wins so she is a major that's on um uh stake.com the one that israel's back in now so that's on that and to be completely honest outside of chris cyborg this is the second only real featherweight that amanda has fought all the others have just been bantamweights the shallow division this chick Megan Anderson is very big and long and she has a lot of ways to win. And if she can utilize her reach and she's really done the work, I really think she has a good chance. The spotlight is forever moving. All right. I know Amanda's just had a kid. So I don't know. She's been inactive for a long time now. When was last? Um, she fought. Uh, it was it was in COVID against uh, the one chick that where she gave her belt look, to. You. <laughs> we can't even we can't but, yeah. even remember her name. Yeah. And I'm the sorry. level of Amanda's competition of recently has been shit. Because okay, she I, cleaned everyone else out. That's tr- that's true. But you're only as good as your last fight. And wait, I'm just gonna look her up because well, she wanna... dominated that fight though from beginning to end. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time. I don't think she's going to dominate. I um, think, well, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a mix gonna, of competition, right? Yeah. The, the competition is shallow at the division and it's been, so she's cleaned everyone out. Record. All right. So her last fight, Felicia Spencer. Okay. She beat her unanimous decision. Jerain Durandamine. We all always have known that she has not been at that level. We've always known that. Okay. We, and we know this chick well. And unanimous decision. Holly Holm, she smoked Holly Holm. Yeah. 
That was her last, and it was a head kick too, man. And that was, and that was two years ago. So her last yeah. real competition was to July of two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, but that fight wasn't really that close, though. Then Chris Cyborg, that fight wasn't that close. Yeah, first round KO. She ran over two thousand eighteen, but at the same time, that wasn't. I still want Bullet. I still want Bullet and uh, and Nunes. I, that's yeah. the fight. I think you give me a third one. I don't care if, if it's been two. That's the most competitive we've ever seen. Barring that she wins and beats um, Megan Anderson this weekend. But mm-hmm. I think I think Bullet and, and everyone wants to see it, man. Bullet and the Lioness a third time. Because that's the most competitive that we've seen against Amanda Nunes. And I just so, love the Bullet. I love the Bullet, man. She's, she's, think, um, she's awesome. She's beautiful. She got she got the game, so I'd like to see I that do, again. Sorry, I don't mean I, to write off Megan Anderson, but you know I'm just <laughs> looking ahead. You know I am. I think you know I think Megan Anderson has a great chance, but I think she has a good shot. She's definitely an underdog, and and I'm 60, 65, 60, 40. I'm pretty sure Amanda will do get it done. But hey, don't be surprised. And if you're a gambler, my advice that's probably what I'm going to do is to go to stake.com. We're hella shouting out this company. Well, I am. <laughs> bet, bet your money on Israel to win against Yarn by a finish and put a lazy bet on Megan Anderson. See what happens. See what happens. See what happens. See Why what not? Happens. Live life on the edge. Live, live life on the edge. Right. That's yeah. a wrap. That's, That's a wrap for us. The Mixed this Martial Life Podcast. Mixed Martial Life Podcast. Damn. We, we will be getting the designs later with our. With our new looking logo, we're, we're gonna be looking good. We're gonna be looking good, guys. We got the we got the the yin and the yan. If you guys ain't notice, we got the energy going on. <laughs> um, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, y'all. Mixed martial life podcast where we talk about mixed martial arts and life. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.